This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh my goodness, wait till you see this. They released the results of a player poll. Now, don't get me wrong, small sample size. Very small. They talked like 16 guys. They caught a couple no, guys in the corner. Uh, oh, look. Three people said, Dame, who do you want to see win a ring? Yeah. Three people said CP3. Two said Russ, and then all the people. Two said Russ. All got one. Fernando getting a vote. Ja getting a vote. Wow, unbelievable. Valentunas is getting a vote, and he got it from Sabonis. Luca got a vote. How about that? Who did he get a vote from? Jokic. It's all just kind of. Yeah. So, Jokic didn't get a vote. Okay, I'm going to work my way through this a little bit. But in the spirit of the poll, okay. I'm going to pick guys that haven't won. Okay. Is that what – are we sure? That was, yes. that was not the, a name was on the there. Yes. Guy the that was guys championship. who haven't won a ring. I, you, were in the, you were in the room when this poll was – Luca told me about it. Okay. I'm going to be honest, Nick. I kind of would like to see Jokic win the ring. So, Just to keep amazing. you quiet. Can I? Really? And, and, and when he wins his third straight MVP, you'll be happy. Hold on. Can I say something like real quick? I, I was going to say something very similar. If he wins the MVP this year, which I think he will, and kind of even if he doesn't, for the sanctity of the history of the MVP award, I agree with that. What? Yeah, if he. But if, I see no way they win, win the championship. Well, that's a, that's a more stinging indictment on Jokic than anything you, I've ever said. If you, you said there's no way the number I mean, one seed in the West chance, with a healthy roster can win the title with supposedly win. the best player in the league. But I would I, – it would validate right. what I think has been the MVP voting going off the rails. But go ahead. You want That's not who you actually wanted to say. Of course you can go with CP3. We've talked about him as a top five point guard. All the other four – Magic, Steph, Oscar, mm-hmm. Isaiah, one championship. He needs to win one. But – and Russ, I, look, I like Russ, but here's the problem Russ with Russ. If Russ there. wins it this year with the Clippers, mm-hmm. I have said for years he will never lead a team to a championship. Well, His game isn't, that isn't conducive it's to that. Over. But if he wins it, say he averages 15 points a game this year, seven assists, comes off the bench and wins it, it's nice. But it doesn't. It does change his legacy a little bit. Oh, change it a lot. It yeah, a lot. but it's it's different when you don't lead. It could be like a Jason team. Kidd. Okay, I mean, do we Jason Kidd? It's we something. don't think of him as leading a no. team to a championship. Gary like Payton, Dwight. Alonzo Morty, even Dwight or David Robinson oh. did some props. Well, but when you're the number one guy for the bulk of your career, and then yeah. and then you become a two, a not even a two, a three, a four, or whatever. Sure. It's not quite the same. So that's why I'm going with Dame Dollar. He's not going to win it, but I'd love to see Dame get a championship because he is – I love his loyalty. He has been like, look, I'm ten toes down in Portland. They gave me the chance. This is my franchise. I want to win it my way, and if I can't do it that way – I'm fine with it. I like that attitude, so I would say, damn. When is that going to – but it's no – It's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's, 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 it's just not. Okay. okay. It's just right. not. Go ahead. I know it's not in the spirit of the rules, but maybe I didn't understand the question. I thought we could just pick any player. And I wanted Giannis to win. 
Giannis? Doesn't yeah. he have one? It's yes, ring. I want to have two. Look at the screen, Who buddy. Who do you want to Oh, I didn't know first was on. First yeah. ring. Who said that? Okay. You, you wrote the question. I didn't write that can, question. Can I say uh, No, can <laughs> let me finish my take. Oh, sorry. Right, go ahead. Why Giannis? Go ahead. Thank, why. You know what? Thanks, Brew. Right. It's a great question yeah. because I think that we view Giannis as being this Young player in the league, and he's sneaky old. He's like Travis Kelsey's sneaky old. How old is he? 28. Okay. That's, I think that's sneaky you know, old to have once. So if he doesn't win this year, he's going into his 29th se- or 29th age, age season. LeBron's got four, 27, 28, 31, 35. I think if he gets this one, all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, two rings. Could he catch Best player in the world. All of a sudden, you got a LeBron-Giannis conversation coming down the pike. I'd be interested. No, in yeah, I mean, Giannis. Not bad. Not his first ring. Yeah, though. but I it's also his, yeah. I mean, it's, outside it's, of that, I thought it bad. said second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> according to the premise, guys who've never won a championship. Yeah. Who I look at. Listen, I obviously I, I'd love Luca to win it. I picked him, and he's one of my favorite players. But uh, to me, we're talking about guys who we think are nearing the end. You right. know what I mean? Luca's going to have plenty of opportunities. There's Ja. Somebody voted for Ja. Ja's going to have 15 years, we would hope, of opportunities. So I'm talking about older players who are all-timers who don't have a title. Yep. So the first one would be Durant. Okay. I'd like see, see, this is a big step. I'd like him what? to have a real a turn. I'd like him to have a real ring. Wow. But then the set Durant MVPs. aside. Okay, my bad. All right, so set that aside. <laughs> I'm going to say James Harden. Because James Harden. My bad is one of the, I would argue, three greatest players ever without a ring. You used to say number one. Uh, yeah, but that, and that was more projection of what he was going to be. But Elgin, Barkley, Carl, and Harden would be the four. And it, so maybe, let me say four greatest ever without, mm-hmm. with, without a ring. Elgin technically got one, but he doesn't really have one. Like, he, he retired, he retired, he retired he early in the season. Did, I think yeah. they send him a ring. But it, it, to me, he's the best player ever without a ring. Harden's statistical resume is all-time great. Absolutely. And it gets, it's not that the playoffs don't amplify it. The playoffs actually undercut it. Yeah. He has had so many horrible right. postseason games and series that it'd be almost be better if he never played in the playoffs and just looked at the regular season stuff. If he, and I know Brew, he wouldn't be leading them, but he would but be, he'd be clear number two, and it would be yeah, a, a big and a little. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and like so I'd be like Dr. J and Moses Malone. Sure. Nobody yeah. holds that. Against Nobody Doc. holds that against Doc at all. And Doc obviously had a lot more pelts on the wall than Harden prior to that. I think. I think historically speaking, it would look at the. He's like, okay, the guy won an MVP, won a couple scoring titles, won an assist title, finished second MVP voting three times, and then won a championship. Pretty good. So no, I think that'd be pretty good. It's shocking he wasn't on that list. He didn't get People one like vote. No. Why don't you <gasps> take us break? Why don't you read that right there? Read the what the question was. Right there. Okay. Circle um, why can Kevin Wilde no, not consistently to win a ring. God That's darn what it said. <laughs> That's what it said. Oh, it's time for the furious five-minute segment at 4.15. Mavs come out of the break with six straight home games, Brew, on the docket. The Spurs, who are trying to lose. LeBron James, the Pacers, Embiid and Harden, and then the powerhouse Suns, and then, Nick, it's your guy. Lori Markkinen heads into Dallas. I'm going to start with you, Nick. Okay. What do you need to see from the Mavs? Well, since you gave the schedule, it sounds like you want to know, like, a win-loss record. Well, They've got to go a minimum of 4-2. Okay. Uh, to me, two. there's three layup wins. 
The Spurs, the Pacers, and the Jazz. And I understand that sounds disrespectful to the Jazz, but I don't think the Jazz are uh, trying to win. Better than the Lakers, though. I understand what their record is, Wilds, and that's fine. You want to include the Lakers as a layup win? That's fine. I wouldn't, but that's your take. We can redo the LeBron conversation if you'd like. I'd like to talk about Luka Doncic right now, my friend. (laughs) And so in those three games, I think that... Two and one would be great against the teams that are really trying to win right now. Yep. It, the, but it's to me less about record and more about these two questions, Brew. First one is Luca. I am of the belief that Luca's playing style has not been due to necess- has been due to necessity, not due to how he necessarily how he wants to play. To play. Yeah. Harden plays, at least Harden's the Rockets Harden mm-hmm. for a long time, played one way. This is how he wanted to play. He had Chris Paul there, didn't matter. I have Dwight Howard there, didn't matter. This is how Russ, it doesn't matter. Luka has never had a great player alongside him. He had Jalen Brunson, who's a very good player, turn into that alongside him, but it was not there. He now has a great offensive player alongside him, and I, I believe we will see a different version of Luka. But I got to see it. You know what I mean? I have to see it. And then the Kyrie part of it, I need to see Kyrie... Be just basketball's Kyrie Irving. And I I say that not to be patronizing, not any of it, but he has an ability to burn buildings down unintentionally. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a, a tendency. Yeah, a tendency. And so if they do that, then, you know, I believe they have the best player in the conference. I think Jason Kidd's turned himself into a good coach. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to try to win a lot of playoff games 130-125. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I, that's what I want to see. I think those are good points. Um, and it's what you brought up about Luka is very interesting because I think that happened to LeBron. When he first went to Cleveland, he didn't have much around him. I know at one point they tried to run the flex offense because it was too LeBron-centric. And the problem was the coach was told me, yeah, the problem was with three seconds left on the shot clock, somebody's got the ball that can't do anything with it, and LeBron's on the other side of the court. So, you know, yeah. so, but I think LeBron kind of got locked into that over the years and, it, you know, had to work himself out of that. So, I, the thing is, LeBron was great defensively. He was obviously athletic. That's not Luka. So, it's going to be interesting to see Luka play a, another way. But I want to see each guy play every game. How about that? Wow. Kyrie rested. The, the last that game for the All-Star break. I mean, come on. They need to be on the court, Nick, just for your point. They need to be on the court as much as possible to get used to each other, number one. Two, I want to see a little defense, a little commitment. They gave up 128 points per game in the two games they played together. For, for perspective, San Antonio has the worst defense in the league. They're allowing 122 points, okay? So that's mm-hmm. how bad it was defensively. I want to see some late-game execution because we know they couldn't even get a shot off the last time. And I'm with record, Nick. I agree with the 4-2. and two. I would like to see them beat San Antonio, Indiana, Utah, and the Lakers and split with Philly or Phoenix. Five and one. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Can I go back to the defense and play you this quote from uh, Jason Kidd after the Wolves lost? Take a listen. We're here to outscore people. People come to see points, not, not, not uh, 80 to 80. We're here to score. This is the new NBA. Um, the interior defense, we'll, we'll figure it out. We got plenty of bigs. Uh, one of our defenders, you know, when we talk about our defense, Maxie's out. Hopefully, we get him back after the break. Okay. So prior to the trade, 
They were 24th in defensive mm. rating. Yeah. I remember you used to say the that's, Nets didn't have any defense, and that's why uh, they weren't going to be any yeah, good. Yeah, I don't like that quote at all. Now Jason Kidd is yeah, saying, well, no, I don't like he it. was a great defensive player. Yeah, that's listen, to, to win a championship historically, you either have to have Shaquille O'Neal or a top 10 defense. <laughs> like the, the Lakers in their heyday didn't always have right. it, but that was because Shaq was kind of coasting. And, you know, and so the, right, during the regular season. And I think, I think the, Lebr- the LeBron Cavs that won it, I think, One were number. maybe 11th, so maybe just right outside. But you can't win a championship without a good to very good defense. And that's been one of my concerns for the Mavs. All year, bro, because last year they were a good defense. Jason Kidd got there. Luka wasn't a great defender, but every, they, they put pieces around him that could defend. And Luka, Luka took care of the offense. All year long they've been a bad defense. And then they decided, you know what, can't fix the defense. We're going to double down on our strength here. And so my basketball beliefs tell me can't win a championship that way. However, because I am... Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. I can't change my pick of no, the Mavs. It you're sounds consistent like on both sides. Olive branch. What? It sounds like you want an olive branch, Nick. Are you going to grab one? Uh, I don't have one in okay. here. Okay. Well, what? I'll get one. What an okie doke. I might have taken it. You know what? Now, never mind. I might have taken it right there. He's going to offer me an olive branch. I thought I had an olive branch. He's going to offer me an olive branch, and he doesn't give me one. I looked in there. The only thing there is a Baker Mayfield t shirt. The old Baker Mayfield off the leash. What is that? Nothing else. Some box sports <laughs> stickers. That's it. That's well, the right. Cowboys finally Tomorrow, land Odell. Olive Branch yes, coming. Olive Branch <laughs> coming. sticker. I need that. Okay. It's <laughs> pop, I think. Oh, it's for, that's what it's for. Warriors in L.A. tonight. No Steph, but the Warriors PR team was kind enough to release this arcane statement. I'll read it to you. Golden State Warriors guard Stephen Curry, who has missed the last 5-5, five, five, Games after suffering partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and interosseous membrane, <laughs> as well as a contusion to his left lower leg on February 4th versus Dallas, was recently reevaluated. The reevaluation indicated that Curry's making good progress. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, Brew? He'll be reevaluated again in one week. One week. The other key part of that. Uh, Brew, that I know you were worried about the part. partial tear to the superior tibiofibular ligaments. Are you still a believer in the Warriors, though? Well, without Steph Curry, I mean, what are the Warriors? But he's coming back. Yeah, hopefully. He'll be oh, reevaluated oh. in a week. No, he'll Planting be back. He'll be back. You but know here, what's coming. Here's what I'll say. You're not doing yeah. Wilds, conferences. Oh. what do I bring to the show? Cogent analysis. Let's flop. Okay, no. It's called cogent analysis. Yes, oh. it is. What did I say earlier? I used the phrase seismic shift. Yes. Let me ask you this. If 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo was traded to Philadelphia and they kept Embiid and Harden, would I not? Would it not be wise? Would it be crazy to say they're going to win the? It'd be foolish not to. So my point is this: Kevin Durant. This is what I'm telling you. The best team in the Western Conference, Nick. I know you want to stand by, I picked Dallas. What am I? What do they say, Wilds? I'm Mr. Consistent. You don't believe in Dallas any more than you believe in the Houston Rockets. That's not true. Okay? You said that about the last Dallas. This is what I'm saying. This is the coaching analysis. I'm ready for it. The best team in the Western Conference, on paper, if they're healthy, are the okay, then let me ask you this. Period. All right, let me ask you this. So you believe in the Warriors against every other team they could play in the playoffs but Phoenix? Yes. Okay, the, you know what? Uh, the, I mean, I 
I, go ahead and throw up the graphic oh. that we have. I mean, I it's do just, believe that. I mean, it's again, bro. They will get it together. This is even older really, than it was the first time. It's really embarrassing for no, you. No, hold on. But here's, Who's the best team on paper in the West? The Suns are the best team on paper. Okay. That doesn't mean so you're saying win. the same thing. The I'm Suns saying. are the Nets so, were so the best Dallas team on paper. Dallas is going to beat them. The this, I, I want to well, talk the about the Warriors here. I want to talk about the Warriors here. I think we're going to talk about the Suns in a moment. I want to talk about the Warriors here. This is the season from hell, man. Draymond well, punches a guy. Ago. Yep. They can't win on the road. Yep. They only have more. The only teams they have more road wins than are Houston and San Antonio. Steph has now been hurt. They traded Wiseman for nothing. Because they traded him for Gary Payton, but then it's like, hey, Gary Payton might can't not play. play at all year. Kaminga has gotten worse. Moody has gotten worse. Poole has stayed the exact I, same. I don't know that Kaminga's gotten worse. He certainly hasn't gotten better. His efficiency's now, he's gone down. Played, he's actually given them some good minutes. No doubt. No question. Oh, okay. Well, he gave them some good minutes last year. And no, uh, he, the, if you look I at I wouldn't his, say worse. Okay. Stayed the same. How about has not taken that's, any, that's any type of leap when that's what they were anticipating? They're a bad defensive team. This, is, this Warriors team absolutely is at risk. As I, I asked all year, at what point can they be a mediocre team and us not acknowledge they're a mediocre team? I said at 30 games, at 40 games, at 50 games. Well, we're going to get to 60, and they're going to be a mediocre team. And do I think they're going to make the play-in? <clears throat> Probably, but I'm not certain of it. And the Steph thing concerns me, and yeah. I see no way they can win multiple playoff rounds. The idea that the only team that can beat them in the West is Phoenix is lunacy to me. They're not a good team. We have no evidence they're a good team. The West, after Phoenix, the West is open. Everybody's in transition. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Mavericks. What about the Denver? Nuggets? Denver has one star. All right, and that's why that's why nobody expects Jokic to win a championship. It's because his next LeBron hasn't won a championship without a second star. Jokic is gonna do it. Jamal Murray's on a team who scored He's 50 not in a playoff a star. game. Aaron oh, Gordon is he a thought star? was an all-star this year. No, I'm just saying okay. the that's ones all I don't know. The go ahead. You know uh, sorry, Warriors 22 and 7 at home, 20, uh, 7 and 22 on the road. Yeah. KD practicing, not playing. Target date is next Wednesday against the Hornets. Weird. It's been out since January 8th. That's not fixing your hair wild. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Nick, are you surprised slash worried? KD's still a week away. You're missing the part you're trying tell. to fix. Right. There you go, buddy. I, listen, I got to tell you, Brew. I am worried about this. I When Durant got hurt on January 8th, right. it, they're now saying he's going to play March 1st, so almost two months. When I heard Durant say, you know, I really want to participate in the All-Star game, I took that to mean maybe he will, maybe he won't, but he will definitely be right. back as soon as the All-Star game's over. Well, that's the game tomorrow. And this is why I don't feel like an idiot for not just saying the Suns are going to win the West. Because we can show it to you. Look at their four best guys. All of them are to various levels right. an injury concern. All of them. And they're the two most important in Durant and Chris Paul – are massive injury concerns. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I I think this team on paper has everything you want. There's no doubt about it. But the injuries thing are, to me, a, a bigger concern for the Nets than any team in the league, the including, Suns. I'm sorry, for the Suns, than any team in the league, including the Lakers right now, no. or the Clippers. 
Well, All of whom have NBA I don't teams. know that I put them ahead of the Lakers. I mean, I, I would be shocked if LeBron James and Anthony Davis play every game going forward. Well, even if you even just not including back to backs, like I would be because LeBron supposedly has this foot injury, this sure. foot ailment, right? And then I know he got hurt on the rim. His, okay, his then hands call him the fine. second most important. Okay, maybe second. Concern. Yeah, and AD, come on, he hadn't put four weeks together of straight basketball yet. Um, but I agree. I mean, you have to bake in. That's why I always uh, say if healthy. Because there's no doubt. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't played 55 ga- more than 55 games in four years. Chris Paul has gotten hurt in the playoffs. Okay, so even if he gets to the playoffs, okay, he could get hurt. So that's fair. But I- I'm with you then, and that I did think Durant. I didn't want him to play an All-Star game. No, but I thought. But he'd I thought he'd be right, right away. And and for a team that does need to develop some cohesiveness, well, that's the other you would thing. think he'd be right. But I think they're trying to err on the side of caution. So he'll miss two games. That means together they'll have 20 games. Are you worried? That 20 games isn't enough. He, of all superstars, he's the one you can drop into any system because he doesn't need to dominate the ball. And neither does Book. I agree with that. I'm not worried about Durant fitting in. I am a little worried how it affects Booker. Mm-hmm. Booker and, and, doesn't need to dominate the ball either. But does he, doesn't he dominate the ball? But has Booker ever been on a team his entire basketball life? Since Kentucky, I guess, his NBA where he life. wasn't the, where number, he wasn't one the number one option. Mm-hmm. No, but like Olympics. I said, everybody else outside of Denver is kind of in flux. Memphis yeah. just has issues. Sure. So, okay. Coming up next, the most motivating oh. segment in you know, all of sports. You know who's not in flux? The Bud List. Light the beam. King, oh, you're a Sacramento Sing. guy. Uh, what? No, I got family there. What? I got I got family. Welcome back to a big Thursday show. It's the most motivating segment in all sports. It's the Bud List. Uh, yes. It's also the time, Nick, as you know, where we read some viewer mail. Yeah. <laughs> we got another letter here today. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the letter <laughs> Oh, there's one of the handwritten ones. Well, sometimes, sometimes they're typed. Sometimes can you yeah. read? It depends. Yeah. From yeah. a very small child. The, the handwriting yeah. looks familiar to be 100% honest with you. Uh, Dear Wilds, love the show. Thank you. We ordered our Bud List home game. We love it. But are there more parts? Did we get all of it? I believe in you. Sincerely, Ryan and Brian. Well, Ryan and Brian, uh, we got this a lot. Because I think people were expecting a lot of... Bells and whistles. A lot of bells and whistles. (laughs) But one of the key parts about the Bud List home game, when you look into it, it's really just a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> and a, a lot, the onus is on you. And a lot of people say, well, that's too much for the buyer to do. Yeah. Well, that's the difference because here at First Things First, we believe it. <laughs> so, enjoy yes. the game, Ryan and Brian. You write yourself motivational phrases. Yeah, it's and great. I think maybe we should have kept that under wraps yeah. until we sold out fully. <laughs> well, they're moving. Great All right, market. let's get to yeah, it. Let's Act get to number it. three, Knicks man Joel Embiid. Oh. Now, Joel Embiid has not been uh, quiet about wanting to win an MVP award, and he's certainly playing at an MVP level. He's been great. And he demolished the guy that it looks like is going to win the MVP, Nikola Jokic, for the third straight year. Embiid ate him up head-to-head. So, Joel, control what you can control. You might not be able to control the MVP situation, but you can control the NBA title situation, all right? And you haven't yet even been to the conference finals. So, Joel Embiid, you're playing with a great point guard. Mm. 
James Harden, when he wants to be a point guard, is phenomenal. He's playing well. Regardless of what you think about Doc Rivers, he is an all-time top 15 coach officially, okay? <laughs> he is officially. He's on the list, all right? You got other scores in Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. And as Nick said earlier, a six-ranked defense in the NBA. So what's the excuse? Yeah. There is no excuse to go deep in the playoffs, if not to the finals, Joel. You got to stay healthy, and he's already talked about a foot ailment. But I saw you out there Sunday night in the All-Star game, so I don't really want to hear about the foot ailment anymore. Go out there and play. And the Sixers do have the toughest remaining schedule in the league. You'd like to get that number one seed so you don't have to beat Milwaukee and Boston in the same postseason. So, Joel... I do believe in you. Yes. Go out there and get it done. At number two, if you saw the last segment, you know this brother needs some motivation. Russell Westbrook. Russ, they don't believe. I'm the only one on this set who believes in you. And I got to be honest. I got to be objective. You've been on five teams in five years. Yeah, okay. It's the fifth team you've been on. And the previous four all started saying, we want Russ to be Russ. All right? Russ is going to help us. The previous four, some of them, you had a great childhood friend, James Harden. And then they all ended with the other team thinking, we're better off without Russ. All right? So, you have a chance, Russ, to change the narrative. You have a chance to make people say, you know what? In Houston, it wasn't Russ. It was James Harden. You have a chance to make him say in Washington, he just didn't have enough help. You have a chance to make him say in L.A., it wasn't just Russ. A.D. was never healthy. LeBron, you know, it's hard to play with him. You can change the narrative. If you go to the Clippers and contribute to a deep playoff run, heck, maybe even to the finals, it would change the way people view you, Russ. I believe in you. At number one. All right, Anthony Davis. We stay in L.A. Anthony, it wasn't Russ. It certainly wasn't LeBron James. Wasn't Darvin Ham or Frank Vogel. It's you! It's the fact that you don't stay healthy, or when you do, 70% of the time you don't play up to your potential, or lately, you're sulking. All right, Anthony Davis, you are one of the best players in the world when you put your mind to it. And that does mean playing through some pain, some aches. All right, you have a chance to do something special over these next few months. I believe that you can do it. Here's what I want you to do. Take the torch. LeBron is begging you to take the torch. Anthony, go take this torch from LeBron James. Lead the Lakers into the play-in. Lead them through the play-in. And if you get through the play-in, I think you'll be a dangerous team because mm. you'd have some momentum. It likely means you have taken the torch. LeBron's the second guy now, and y'all got a good supporting cast. So, Anthony Davis, I do believe in you. Go ahead and get it done. Excellent. Well done. Great list. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, it was a good list. A little <laughs> bit disappointing. Um, wow. for, well, you know, a little heavy NBA. Oh, After that part. And you know how much I like Russell Westbrook. I, I wore the jersey into work today. Yeah. So for you to say that nobody else on the, on the desk believes yeah. Coach, you're right. I mean, that, you're right. That is a little untrue. Uh, but let, let's shift gears here. And I'm going to let you guess who I put on the bud list. I, I've got a, a quote that you guys can, can oh. read and, and you guys can try to decipher. 
Let's look at that first quote there. It's on me to be physically, mentally, and emotionally ready for whatever is to come. Training is everything. Kevin? Ooh. Well, I know the second one. I don't, rec I don't recognize the first one. Well, the first one belongs to the second one as well. <laughs> Consistency and re-earn the respect through work. I'm going with Mac Jones. Oh! I like it, him? Coach. I'm, like going, it. I'm going with Mac Jones. And if we could pull up his, his workout video. Yes! You know, I love a guy that puts a bunch of workout videos on the Internet. <laughs> I love a guy that does a ton of endorsements <laughs> in the offseason, whether it's for your shoes oh. or the local bank or maybe the donut place, or all those different places. I love those things. I think that's really important. But, but he, here's, here's why he's on the list. He's got an offensive coordinator, a legitimate offensive coordinator, so that excuse is off the table. Okay, that's the first thing. The, the second thing, it's not the sophomore slump. We're, we're through the sophomore year, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes guys can regress in that second year, but we're over that. And now the final thing is you, your only competition is Bailey Zappi. And, and, look, there's rumblings that he may be pushing you, but it's not like you've got a veteran guy, that's a, a serious ingrained threat there. It, it's, it's a different type of threat. Now, that being said, free agency is coming up and the draft is coming up, and you better prove to, to the organization that you're the guy because Bill's not opposed to drafting quarterbacks. He's drafted 11 of them, drafted guys high the second round, the third round. You've got to make sure that you're ingrained and, and these workout videos are paying off and they believe that you're actually there. But you guy. do believe in him, correct? That's how we end the this segment. This is a motivational <laughs> segment. I know. You, know, you <laughs> pointed the you camera and say, I believe in you him. You didn't say that you had to believe in him. You well, just said it's a motivational we're trying segment. To you believe Coach, in him, right? I like it. Is it I, motivational that or do I have to say I believe in him? That was motivational. I think Wilds needs some motivation mm -hmm. after that. Well, one. I believe I, in him. I agree. Okay. Yeah, right. I believe in him. I'm going to go back to hoops. Shocking. It has to be. Nikola Jokic. Oh. 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 We used to live in a civilized sports world where you didn't have to be the best player in the league. You didn't have to win championships to win an MVP. It's like, hey, that's a great player at a great season. Let's give him one. Charles Barkley, come on down. David Robinson, come on down. Kevin Garnett, Steve Nash, come on down Carl twice because you're small and cute and <laughs> fancy. Carl Malone, come on down a couple times. Hey, we go down the list. There's Allen Iverson, great group. And then it's like, okay, but now we need video. to see you do it in the postseason, and then you can win some more. Instead, Nikola Jokic's postseasons have gone like this. He made a conference finals, and it was the best player on his team. And then last, the year after, he got swept in round two, and he won the MVP. And then last year, he lost in round one, and he won the MVP. And this year, Vegas says he is a minus 300 favorite to win a third straight MVP. They are the one seed. They are fully healthy. And yet all of the people who are saying he is a no-brainer MVP, when you're like, oh, by the way, who do you have winning the title? Like, well, not the Nuggets. <laughs> Let's be serious here. How could they win it? I don't know. They have one of the greatest players ever, I've been told. Box score plus minus says he actually is the greatest player of all time already. Has already passed Michael Jordan in that regard, what? according to that hallowed metric. So, I simply would ask that we hold Nikola Jokic to the standard we have held 70 years of league MVPs. Which is, if you win more than one, we expect you to get it done in the postseason. He's going to be at three in a row with the one seed. He's going to need to get it done in the postseason. 
Yeah, look, I'm with you in that I'd like to see him, you know, justify these MVP awards with a championship. But Nick, he doesn't have a second All-Star. It's just that's why nobody thinks he's going to win it. He doesn't have a second All-Star. Okay. So, all right, let's move on to the NBA. Russell Westbrook, he'll make his debut for the Clippers tonight. It was a rocky tenure with the Lakers. Everybody knows it was rocky except Antoine. Antoine is like the biggest Westbrook fan that's not actually a family member. And so, Antoine, we're going to start with you. Do you expect Russ to help? I know you expect him to help the Clippers. How much is he going to help the Clippers? I think he's going to help him a lot. If you if you look at the Clippers and, and the, the actually their personnel – it's a little lack of days ago. I mean, the, the, the Clippers are a team that's got a lot of talent, but sometimes they don't bring it night in and night out. With Russ, you're going to get it every night. He's going to give you the energy and effort. Sometimes it's going to be a little sloppy. It's going to be some turnovers in there, but you know he's going to bring it every night and give you best the best opportunity to win. And I think we by, with the Clippers, by having so many other skilled guys, it's not going to be as much pressure on him to make plays like he used to have to do so much in his career. He can play off the ball a little bit, even though he's not a great shooter, but he can do some other things on the floor. But it's energy that he brings. If you watch the Clippers play all season long, if you watch and pay attention to the Clippers, they need a guy like Russ. Russ brings it every night. He's going to give you that energy, that 110% effort that you need. And I think that's going to help the Clippers, especially come playoff time, because this is a group that's very talented that sometimes don't never reach that, they haven't reached their full potential yet. So I think Russ will help them get over that. He would definitely help them. Yeah, I shudder a little bit when you say Russ off the ball because we all know he can't shoot. They mm. probably won't guard him. Right. But, Rick, I do like the move. I do like the move. For, I, I want him, though, to come off the bench. A lot of games, I don't have him finishing. I think they should keep Terrence Mann in that starting lineup. I know he's not a true point, but, heck, Russ isn't really a true point guard either. And they got a nice thing going in that starting lineup. They won, I think, 10 out of 14 with this group. Um, but I think Russ can help because Twan is right. Like, he brings intensity. He brings focus. He brings some more toughness. He brings attitude. Obviously, he's got a chip on his shoulder and a lot to prove. And I think that can help him. I'm, I'm, I give him the ball with the second unit. Let him do his thing. He probably can still give you 15 and 7 like he did with the Lakers off the bench. And when he is playing with Kawhi and Paul, we know Paul had his best season with Russ and OKC. Those two don't dominate the ball like, say, LeBron did. So I do think it's a better fit. They got some great shooting from the arc. So I think Russ can help create some easier shots for those guys. So I think it works, Rick, in, like Ty Lue said, in the confines of their offense. I don't want him starting. I know they're thinking about that. And finishing is we'll see how it's going. But I do think it helps them, Rick. And I put them, look, I think Phoenix is – on paper, at least, the top team in the West. And then after that, I think the Clippers could play with just about anybody. What do you you think this works, Rick? Whew. I had somebody give me a towel because I had no idea <laughs> that I was doing this segment with two guys who not only have the glass half full, that thing is brimming and spilling on the countertop. <laughs> My goodness. You just gave me all of the things, like all of the positives when it comes to Russell Westbrook, as if this is going to seamlessly fit into a Clippers team 
that still has other moving parts that it has to figure out. We just added Bones Highland and Eric Gordon and Paul George and Kawhi haven't spent all that much time on the floor with the rest of this crew. So that's my greatest issue. I don't dispute that Russ could bring energy and he does get after it every night and I don't like the way that he's been cast now or portrayed uh, that, that he somehow was the reason that the Lakers were having the issues. I'm not on board with any of that. But we've got 20-some games for the Clippers to figure out what their rotation is. And you said it, Brew. Like, uh, you don't exactly know where he fits in and whether he finishes or not. Well, they don't have a whole lot of time to figure that out. And if they're experimenting with Russ... That means less time to experiment with Bones and Eric Gordon and figure it out. And let's go. I mean, let's the off the ball, on the ball, Tuan. If I got Paul George mm. and I got Russ Westbrook, who am I putting the ball? Whose hands am I putting the ball in? I mean, I mean, obviously, you're gonna probably put it in Paul George's okay. hands because he's a because he's a better score. But this is the thing. Okay. Yeah. And, but this is the and, thing you gotta think if, about, yeah. And if I have Kawhi, if going. I have Kawhi and I have Russ on the floor, who am I putting the ball? Whose hands am I putting the ball in? Late in the games, I like it in Kawhi's hand. I, I, I'm not saying I don't like it in that, but one thing you got to think about this with Russ, you still you still start him, you still playing with that group, Starting. and you you may you may you may take him out early. This is what T. Lou has to be creative. Wait, you're you're starting? To sure. You're going to start Russ? I still you still can start Russ, and you can take him out early. When you got a lot of talent like that, you don't have to. You play in the first six minutes of the you game. You better take him a couple him, minutes in before that becomes a ten, but, ten, uh, ten point uh, deficit. But you got to listen. You got to give him. You got to. Russ is still. Russ is still very productive on the offensive end. So you got to give him some time on the court, maybe by himself with the second unit, and he plays. You know, five or six minutes with the second unit where he's the featured guy on the offensive end. Russ can help you. You just got to figure out the right way to use him. And he understands that. He understands the position he's in. I think Russ has had – when you get moved around a couple times, you get humbled. Right. And you understand it's the reason why I keep getting moved around. And he's playing with two what? good guys in his team. I think he'll make it work. And that's guys limit how good they can be. Look, what happens if you get moved around a couple times and then you get moved around a couple more times? What happens then? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's six teams if we're counting Utah in the last five years. So, look, Russ should be humbled. I think he is humbled. I think he'll accept whatever role they give him. And like I said, to me, even if you start him, to, I, 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 I'm more worried about him finishing games. So, we'll see how it works out. We'll leave it there, guys. Chris Broussard back here with Rick Buecher. Antoine's having some technical difficulties, so it's Rick and I for this uh, segment. But, Rick, let's talk Suns. Devin Booker was asked if Phoenix is a super team. Here's what he said, quote, we only had one all-star. <laughs> That's KD. Um, so we heard, Twine, at least we did get to ask him, uh, Rick. He said they are yeah. not a super team. Do you yeah. think, is it fair to call Phoenix a super team? Are we distinguishing now between a big three and a super team? 32 and 28, I don't know that that's a super team. But I also feel as if Devin Booker is dodging something here. Is there, why, why doesn't he want to be labeled a super team? Because by definition, you got three guys who have been all-stars and are considered stars 
Uh, are they any more or less? If I look at any team in the West, Brew, any team in the West, is there any team that has three bigger stars right now nope. than the Phoenix Suns? Nope. Most teams, Rick, don't even have two. Like, right. Denver has one star, right? Memphis right. has right. one star. Those are the top two right. teams. I'm with you. Right. The Los Angeles Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, right? Fair. I, I'm <laughs> I know you guys are excited about Russ Westbrook being there, but I, I'm sure you weren't buying into AD and LeBron and Russ being a big three, as some people define it. So I, I don't want to go there. So here's my question. What does it say about Devin Booker and his confidence in this Phoenix Suns team that he doesn't want to be labeled as a super team? Why, why would you not want to be considered a super team unless unless you're afraid of the responsibility or the expectation that comes with being labeled a super team I don't know but that aspect of it is far more curious to me than whether it is or not I uh, brew I don't know about you my definition of what a superstar is I'm very selective I got maybe like three four top five guys that I would label as superstars in the league. I know we throw that around a lot more generously than that. And so there are people out there who would say like Clay, Dre, and Steph right now, they're still a super team with three superstars. Right. I look at how guys are playing in the moment. And so I agree with Devin that the way Chris Paul is playing right now, I don't know that he qualifies as a, well, he certainly doesn't qualify as a superstar. I'm not even sure he qualifies as a star. Yeah, I mean, so, he didn't make the all-star. To, and I know Devin was kind of playing around with that. He would have made it had he been healthy. But, I look, I hear you uh, on Devin dodging that and not wanting that responsibility of, yeah, we're a super team. I don't think it has to mean he's scared of the responsibility. I think it's just saying, let's not put extra pressure on ourselves. Because he knows, Rick. There is no super team. I mean, if, Wait. You, if, if your definition okay. is Miami Heat, right, the, the LeBron and Wade and Bosh or Golden State when Kevin Durant went there, if those are your definitions, three stars, then I don't know if this is a super team. But I got to be honest, Rick, I think of them as a super team. Because Devin Booker is, whether you call him a superstar or not, he is a perennial all-star, one of the best players in the league. Kevin Durant obviously is still a top-five player. Chris Paul, while not what he used to be, he doesn't have to be what he used to be with this team, right? If he gives me his 12, 14, and 8, I'll take that. I don't need him taking shots, scoring 20 points again. If he gets the balls to Booker and Durant in the right places, and then Rick, I know DeAndre Ayton is not a star, but in today's mm-hmm. NBA, he gives you 18 and 10 mm-hmm. without you having mm-hmm. to run a lot of plays for him. He can play defense. Most teams don't have that kind of size. I, I almost think they got darn near a big four if you walk okay. down a little bit. So I, okay. think, Rick, they, I think on paper, you want to say Boston's deeper, fine. But top-heavy, they're the top-heaviest team, and they still have some depth. Like, at the top of their roster, nobody has as much talent as Phoenix in my book. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. You said that Devin Booker didn't want the pressure that comes along with being a super team. And yet you just described a super team. No, I'm saying I don't think he 
Yeah, I'm saying I don't think he's avoiding that pressure. I think he's just saying let's not add. You know, you throw out we're a super team. It's like you're saying we definitely win in the championship. So I don't. I and don't why would? Yeah, I don't. Le- LeBron did that. With not one, not two, not three, not four. Not, it didn't work out even though he won two. Well, this is just I one. Don't think you have to throw that out there. You just go get it done. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on to the Celtics. Rick, I picked them yesterday. To win the East, all right? I had to move on from Brooklyn because they traded away Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Got to admit, uh, I'm all right with moving on from them. All right, so I went with Boston. <laughs> they got a nice start last night. They beat Indiana in overtime, 31 for Jason, 30 for Jalen. Um, do you think they are the – I don't know who you picked in the East, but are the Celtics yeah. the clear-cut favorites in the East? All right, let's, let's, let's be clear. You're not all right with moving on. You're relieved that you get to move on from the Brooklyn Nets. They gave you an hey, out. You had a nice little 18-3 run. I, I'm, you didn't I'm, want I'm like rested in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stay with them. Malcolm Brogdon and the way that he has played uh, and the way the Boston Celtics have rebounded from what could have been something that buried them at the very beginning, which was the issues surrounding Ime Udoka and losing their their head coach. Uh, I, I love the way they've rebounded, but if you're asking me between the two, who do I trust more, I still trust the Milwaukee Bucks more than the Boston Celtics because... I just am not fully convinced that I'm going to get Jason Tatum, the best of Jason Tatum, every time that I need Jason Tatum. I cannot erase what happened in the finals last year and then Ooh. what happened not just once but twice in the two games that, uh, that Boston played the Golden State Warriors where I needed to see him step up. Now, the second game they won – and he found his game uh, more so in the second half overtime. But it was a shaky start. I still can't say that he's had a dominant performance. I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks are better. I think they're better than they were last year when they lost in a seven-game series to the Celtics. I think the Celtics are also better, as I said, with the addition of Brogdon. But I just know that the Milwaukee Bucks, whatever they are, Giannis may not have a good game, but he's not going to wilt under pressure. Drew Holiday's mm-hmm. not going to wilt under pressure. Chris Middleton is not going to wilt under pressure. I don't know that yet about Jason Tatum, and that's what makes me nervous. Hey, look, I'll give you this. If somehow Golden State could get right, they, they've got something on the Celtics. Like the, Even though, like you said, the Celtics beat them that last game, they are yeah. a tough matchup for Boston. Here's the problem with Milwaukee, because emotionally I really would like to see Giannis win a second ring. Rick, I think that opens up all types of discussions, right? What is his potential going forward? But my problem with them, and you mentioned Chris Middleton, I don't think he's right yet. Like, he was coming, you know, he started over the last month or so, three weeks, four weeks, was starting to look like the old Chris Middleton, and now the knee's bothering him a little bit again. So I I think that's the issue. If you can promise me he's going to be healthy, he's going to be the Chris Middleton of old, then I do like the Bucs' chances against Boston. But without him either being there or either being, like, close to the player he usually is, I think Boston, because, Rick, they picked up the defense with Robert yep. Williams back. Like, their defense is playing phenomenal. And I do think I, – I, I'm going to give Tatum the benefit of the doubt. I think that 
first finals, maybe that has something to do with it. I think he'll bounce back and play well. All right, let's move on to the Sixers. They're like the only other team, I guess, in the East that at least realistically, you, you don't want to write off Cleveland, maybe Miami, but realistically that could keep us from a Bucks celtics Eastern Conference Final. Joel Embiid last night, 27 points, 19 boards. Nice comeback win over Memphis. Kenny Smith said this after the game, that Embiid is a much tougher cover than Jason Tatum or Giannis. Do you agree with Kenny, Rick? Which quarter are we talking about? If it's the first (laughs) quarter, maybe the second quarter, yeah, I would go with Joel Embiid. I just think between his three-point shooting, his range, his right. mid-range, and the, like, the, the fact that he likes to like, physically beat people up, uh, I, I, I'd give him the edge over Giannis. But if we're talking about the fourth quarter, we're talking about the last two minutes, you know how it is with uh, big, bigs, Brew. They get tired, yeah. and we see that with Embiid. And I'm not saying he's even like out of shape. It's just hard when you get to the final couple of minutes – you see the fatigue of being a big guy having to run with all those gazelles that it affects him. And if it's the last two minutes, I'm still going with Giannis over Joel. But any other time, I'd give it to Empey. That's fair. I mean, obviously he's skilled in a way that Giannis isn't. I mean, he has become a terrific mid-range shooter and decent from three. And, Rick, yep. I, I agree with you late in games. And that's why, honestly, I'd like to see him – uh, I, a little more down low late in games. I like him at the elbow. Obviously, like I said, he's a terrific mid-range shooter. But when your legs go, right, that three-pointer's not necessarily going to fall late in the game if you're a bit fatigued. Even your mid-range jump shot can be off if you don't have the legs. So that's when I think you get down low, you draw some fouls, you get to the foul line. Um, he's a tough cover, uh, but I, I think you make a good point about differentiating early game, late game. All right, Rick, great stuff, man. I appreciate you. We will have you on going forward for sure for more NBA talk.